today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, Brian is back for a hot minute before he heads out on the road, and we're going with him to Chikara and Beyond Wrestling. I'm back, baby. I'm back. And you're loving every minute of it, and we will talk to you, plus your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 136, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Mat Wars. Now he is a Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mr. Inside Edition. He is Pluto's best pal, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. I'm back, Mike. Here I am, live and in living color, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you're sounding like you're full of vim and vigor today. Yeah, well, you know, you got me all pumped up right before we recorded. I was just asking you about your trip. <laughs> it was lovely, Mike. It was lovely. It sounds like it. Are you sure you want to talk about it? <laughs> Not really. No. no. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> well, you are back from uh, your Disney vacation where you... Uh, I'm sure enjoy yourself immensely, and now you're back here on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, and last week on this podcast, I enjoyed myself immensely. We had Max Smashmaster on in your chair, Brian, and we talked to the one and only Sonny Goodspeed. You get to hear the episode? I did. Good stuff. I was happy to hear Sonny. A, a little bummed out that uh, I wasn't on the episode that we brought him in on, so that means we'll have to bring him back. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get to his entire story. I mean, we didn't even get to the point where... I would have met him because I didn't really know Sonny until he was a member of Chunky But Funky, the immortal tag team in his latter days in wrestling. So, yeah, we definitely have to bring him back and talk more about his story. Well, it's all about you, Mike. So, you know, we can't, (laughs) you know, we can't leave off the part of the story where you come in. Thank you so much. And of course, I wanted to make sure I left a little bit for you because I knew you'd be kind of annoyed that I brought Sonny in on the week that you weren't here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was a little bit when I was listening because we didn't talk, so I didn't know what you were doing. And then I and then I listened to it. And I was like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> you probably said "son of a bitch" as well when you heard about Brian Fury, did you not? Oh Jesus! The, you know what? <laughs> Brian Fury's the classic case. He's gonna get mad, but I don't care. I love Brian, but this is why you don't do the big grandiose exit from pro wrestling, Fury's final fights, and this whole year build up and this dramatic announcement on here, and he's he's already back. At least Shawn Michaels waited like what, like almost a decade and got like a million dollar payday. So So do we just delete those episodes where he announced his retirement, where we talked about his retirement match? Do we just kind of get rid of those episodes and kind of push those aside, sweep those under the rug? More importantly, I'd rather have like all the emotions and all that stuff and the hugs and well wishes and all that stuff should be rescinded. Uh, (laughs) Chaotic Wrestling should rescind those stupid posters that are hanging up at his school now and all the people he swindled with his (laughs) t-shirts that he sold, Fury's final fights, all that bullshit. Hey, think about that. 
Every one of those fans should demand their freaking money back at this point. I may have even shed a tear that night. I'm sure you did, knowing knowing you and your affinity for Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all in vain. It was all a ruse. A sham, a con man, a carny, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> That's what he is. A charlatan. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's back for one night only, Brian. Yeah, okay. One, one night only on that night, meaning he's not going to work twice that night. So that's December the 7th in uh, Chaotic Wrestling in Woburn, Massachusetts. Brian I can't, versus- he, I can't wait till he puts a title on himself and we can start calling him Vern. <laughs> oh, Vern Ganya. Yeah, who can he trust more than, than himself, right? Makes sense to me. <laughs> he knows he's not leaving the territory, right? That's true. Fucking guy, fucking guy comes... Uh, I've been back to Chaotic for how long now? And they're doing this whole storyline with JT Dunn being the top champion in Chaotic history. And here I am, and, uh, and then Brian Fury just puts himself right back on top of the card when he gets himself back in shape under the guise of doing so for his wedding. What a punk. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm just kidding it's good to see brian back it sure is <laughs> i thought he retired a little prematurely so if you still got some left in the tank then you might as well do it i'm of course i'm having i'm having fun with it but we like busting balls but uh i think brian has a lot left in the tank and i, I don't buy this one night only bullshit either i i well I, I don't think we'll see brian out there wrestling uh Every weekend, like the days of old, I think you're going to see him out there more than just, you know, one time. You think he'll, he'll wrestle outside of Chaotic Wrestling as well? I would imagine so. I mean, I don't know if he's got... I doubt he has anything lined up yet. I haven't really talked to him about it, but... I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see him back at Limitless Wrestling or Beyond Wrestling or places like that. You know, like I said, I don't think he's Brian's going to be out there, you know, hitting the highways and byways like myself, but I think Brian will be semi-regular on the scene with some key places, including Chaotic Wrestling. I did see on Twitter that he said that he would come back for a second match with Mikazi, because Mikazi was talking about last week's episode online, past guests, of course. Mikazi is the WWF costume designer, or one of the WWE, I should say, costume designers. So Fury said he would make an exception, I think, for Mikazi. Oh, yeah, would he now? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I guarantee he has another match, and it's not against Vakazi. But in all, in all honesty, I'm happy to see him back. I just, you know, this is why you don't do big elaborate exits from wrestling, because they always come back. That kind of seems to be the rule, and people would point to Shawn Michaels as a guy who uh, stuck to his word, but of course, a few weeks back, that uh, kind of went to shit. You know what? Somebody offers you seven figures for a rumored seven figures for one wrestling match. Uh, you take it, and you don't apologize to anybody for it. Well, I don't you, think, know you, he... think, you think Brian's paying himself seven figures for this one match? Oh, uh, close, close, close. I wonder if he is. T- I wonder if he's giving himself a payday for this. This is. V- I, I want to know this. Well, it depends, I guess, on the house. If he brings in all these people, let's <laughs> get paid on the house. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I think Chaotic's budget just probably went up through the roof that night. That's why. That's probably why I'm not booked on that show. They couldn't afford both of us. Probably not. Well, you're getting those big paydays this weekend, right? Chikara and Beyond Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're uh, we gonna pull back the curtain completely on this? Sure. Uh, yeah, so obviously we're recording this on Friday night because I got to get up at 4 a.m. because uh, Cam Zagami's a selfish piece of garbage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> He's your trusted tag team partner. Come on. Yeah, and I got to drive to Philadelphia. So in a few moments, the fans will be magically transported 
again hearing my voice, not your voice, no, but he- hearing my voice, uh, probably hearing your voice intermittently, I would assume. I think so. Um, very similar to the backstage at Ring of Honor TV episode. I'll be snagging some friends and maybe some foes for some conversations tomorrow, some fun stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll go to that in a couple moments. I don't want to take over your your uh, segues here, Mike, but this episode is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. We'll talk to a lot of different people. And I can't wait to listen to it, but before we get to all that stuff, we got to talk about BrianMalonis.com. Is the Black Friday sale, I guess, would there be a Cyber Monday sale? Uh, it, I think it's both. I think it encompasses both, but yeah, they uh, tell you what, the sales have been rolling in. So Really? It's a good time to get over to BrianMalonis.com. How many Curtain Jerker shirts? Uh, you know, that's, <laughs> well, buddy, I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. I wouldn't expect to cut of any of the royalties that have come in through my pro wrestling tea store. Uh, they've actually all been the Mastodon shirt. Really? Funny enough. Yeah. So, uh, no Mega Malonis yet. I'm just a little bit surprised because uh, that one had been selling pretty well, especially on the shows, but yeah, head over to BrianMalonis.com, get yourself uh, a t-shirt. Hey, you know what? Make Mike happy. Let me throw him like four bucks after we sell one. <laughs> get yourself a nice curtain jerker t-shirt oh, you, get, you get like 8 bucks a shirt so you'd get 4 of that wow that's great 50-50 right down the middle yeah why wouldn't I that's uh, you're a hell of a guy <laughs> I mean all the I mean I've paid for 90% of the expenses of this podcast you know but <laughs> hey I'll tell you something that I paid for I paid for the domain thewpan.com you did so you can go to that website and find out all about the wrestling podcast about nothing. You can listen to the episodes through the website, plus find the ways to subscribe, including Spotify. We are on Spotify, so check us out through there, plus the social media links. We are basically at the WPAN on every social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Find us there, but you can get the links right there at the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com, plus bios. Did you, uh, did you put up those pictures I sent you? on thanksgiving no you sent pictures yeah you didn't get those pictures i sent you with the strategically placed turkey <laughs> yeah i thought they'd be very festive a couple of drumsticks in certain places <laughs> i was i had the turkey platter over me like uh sean michaels with the wwe title <laughs> well look forward to that folks at the wpan.com that is the wpan.com that among other photos there for you to check out of our wrestling careers so check that out putting over podcasts that is the facebook group where we're talking about all pro wrestling podcasts just go to facebook put in the search bar putting over podcasts join the group we will talk to you there about the wpan about all wrestling podcasts there on facebook brian i think it is about time to transport to you on your road trip chikara on saturday afternoon beyond wrestling saturday night and perhaps beyond wrestling on sunday can we do like the Wayne's World? Like, doodle 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 Sure, let's do it. <laughs> All right, ready? One, two, three. Doodle 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 doodle. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, you wanted me to record some stuff on the road this weekend. You needed the Kingpin to come through again for you because I'm on the road and you're home sitting around watching your wife tend to the baby, probably bag of Cheetos sitting in your underwear. You watch tournament for tomorrow or the tag fucking tournament as uh, Rich Palladino said about 400 times on night one. You're watching that last night and texting me, but right now I'm in the car 
This is uh, day two, and I'm sitting in the car with my tag team partner, a real swell guy, <laughs> the one and only pretty gritty, too cam to give a damn, oh man oh man, it's good to be cam, <laughs> Cam Zagami. What's going on? That's all you got? I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't go on podcasts. I'm not popular. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Well, uh, here's how this works, Cam. We're going to talk and try to be entertaining so people will listen to this. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> well, you got to wait till I give you the... Cam, he's clearly inexperienced. I'm sure you can hear his... Uh, Crockett's going to love playing with this audio. Cam, you have to wait till I put the microphone in front of you before you talk. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is, this is going to be good. So... We'll kind of give you, we'll take you, and before we get into kind of, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into like Cam, we'll get into your story and your close personal friendship with uh, John Cena and all that good stuff, but I want to talk about our night and our experience yesterday with Chikara and Beyond Wrestling. Of course, we main evented the Chikara show as part of the Cibernetico match where we were victorious, our team was victorious and then took on a team by the name of No New Friends. I, I, their individual names escape me at the moment, so hopefully they don't listen to this. <laughs> um, yeah. One of them is Kevin Lee Davidson. He was the big guy. The other kid's name was Dave? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not, nothing too crazy in the like to report from like a backstage, I guess, sort of sent from the Cibernetico match. I mean, there's 14 of us. It came together very nicely. Uh, Nick Gage wrestled at the Chikara Wrestle Factory, which is kind of mind-blowing when you think of what Chikara is and what Nick Gage does, and uh, that's kind of incredible. But we kind of had an adventure for the second half of the day, didn't we, Cam? We sure did. So, we have never met these fellas. Um... We were actually asked by the promoter, Denver, Colorado, if we'd watched any of their stuff. We were very honest and said, no, no, we hadn't. And it's in between shows now. This is about 5 o'clock, and we're like, oh, these guys aren't here yet. Hmm. You know, 6 o'clock comes around, and these guys aren't here yet. 6.30 rolls around, and these guys aren't here yet. And that's about the point we get an update that their ETA is about 8 o'clock and that we should probably start texting them to put together the match. What are you thinking at this point, Cam? Because I'm in, like, getting panicked at this point. I wasn't panicked. I was ready to just go out there with a the promo and then just advance ourselves to the quarterfinals and then just leave. I thought that would have been cool, too, for us to walk to the ring with just our bags and say, you know what? These guys don't want to come. That's fine. We'll go to the quarterfinals. And then we just leave. That'd be funny. That'd be great. Yeah, then we could have gone to the bar instead of getting to the hotel at like 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the ETA is 8 o'clock, which the show's starting at 7.30. We're on 6. So we're thinking we're probably going to be on around 9.30. So, like, okay, if they get there at 8, we'll have 90 minutes to put together a match. 8 o'clock passes, 8.15 passes, 8.30 passes. <laughs> like, and, and now I'm really in a panic, and we just start putting together a match without them. We, st- we just got to call in the whole thing with that. Yeah, yeah. We started inserting their spots here, and they'll just have to fill in the blanks. That's that. We kind of made the outline of it, but yeah. So then the, we see we see these two fellows with uh, we think are our opponents, and, they, and it turns out they were walk in, 
and we don't even let them get dressed. Like, we are on them, like, right away. Like, all right, let's talk about this. Because, again, it's very – so from just a, you know, kind of inside baseball perspective, it's – if you've never locked up with somebody, if you never, you know, typically with a with somebody you've never worked with before, you want to do some, some you know, you, you want to walk through some things before the, the match in the afternoon. Um, I mean – it's a little different for me, Cam. I mean, I'm not getting picked up, but for you, I mean, guys you never worked with, guys you've never felt, is there any trepidation when you know, like, especially you're wrestling, wrestling another guy who's like 400 pounds, you're going to be picked up and maneuvered around? Yeah, there's always that moment of hesitation, especially when, like, you haven't seen their stuff before. Uh, they start calling some stuff and you're a little wary, but then again, like, I'm just a pussy anyway. So, you know, I'm not, like, it could be the safest guy in the world and I'll still, like, freak out. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was just, at that point, I was like, you know what? I, I honestly felt bad because I was like, these, these guys, these kids have driven in from Nebraska, you know, for 18 hours. You know, it was supposed to be 18 hours and it ended up, they, they said it was, it, it ended up being 22 hours because of traffic and, and the rain was so bad. The kid even mentioned Kevin Lee Davidson was like, you know, the big man. He, he said, uh, he didn't have nice tires on his car and it just blows my mind. Like if you're driving like 20 hours to do that. Um, but yeah, I felt bad. So I was like, you know what? You can, you can do whatever you want. You know, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we can call your stuff because again, they drove 20 hours for a wrestling show. You know, the, I I couldn't imagine doing that. I'm straight up honest. I I couldn't imagine doing that. If I was to do that, I'd I'd buy a flight. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna sacrifice, you know, money and all that to just drive. You know what I mean? It's 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 too much. It's too much. I I give credit to them because I I could not sit in a car for that long. You know, especially with like some of the people in wrestling. Like depending on who the car ride was, I don't think I could do it. But uh, I mean. I, I would I would have I would have wussed out and just got a plane ticket so so kudos to them but yeah I, w- I was willing to even if it meant like you know they were fine you know in hindsight like they were they were really good um, but you know at first like you know you don't wrestle them you don't know what's gonna happen and yeah he was a big dude I didn't expect I didn't expect uh, Davidson to be that big uh, he was a big boy but yeah I, I was kind of wary of, of like when he was calling stuff because you never know like we've been in matches where like you know, you ask guys how they do it, and they say, "Oh, we do it perfect," and like they end up shit in the bed. And you're like, "Wow!" Imagine having the balls to say like you do something good when you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just that's crazy to me. I'm sure you've had situations like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of situations where guys just aren't honest with themselves as far as like, <laughs> yeah, are they good wrestler? I mean, everybody thinks they're great, I guess. You know, I mean, and I think confidence is, is a wonderful thing. But yeah, these guys are actually both really like really freaking good, and certainly you know worthy to be in the in the spot that they were in uh with beyond last night and uh yeah i would love to i mean i'd love to wrestle them again and actually have some time to put together something special but yeah 22 hours like yeah i mean i mean hey yeah that's what you got to do to get your name out there like you know good good for them and happy for them and hopefully you know it was their names were kevin lee davidson and, and danny adams the Danny's name was escaping me, so I, I apologize for that. But yeah, Danny Adams and, and Kevin Lee Davidson, uh, both good guys. Yeah, I mean, in the, the big fella, K- KLD there, he was super athletic. Um, there's, there's a gif out there already of him, of me, like, catching him for, like, a powerbomb where he does, like, a leapfrog. But really athletic guy, really... 
you know, both really good, really solid wrestlers and from Omaha, Nebraska. So that was uh, always fun to work new people. Again, I wish we had a little more time to put together the match. And I was definitely sweating it out and getting a little stressed <laughs> on, on that front. But uh, it came together quite nicely. And, of course, we were victorious moving on now to night two. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's not going to be spoilers because this doesn't come out till after the tournament is over but uh we're going to be wrestling massage force uh, as far as we know uh yeah we will good stuff cam (laughs) (laughs) again we are we are literally in the car driving from do we stayed in danbury connecticut last night got into our hotel like 2 a.m was supposed to be only a two hour drive or two and a half hour drive from philly to there end up being like closer to like a three and a half hour drive because of the the rain and and just traffic and it was just awful drive and um we both still were up at like 8 30 for some inexplicable reason and had a lovely breakfast together <laughs> and and then hit the road. So we are on the road, Connecticut to Worcester, Mass, to Beyond Wrestling's tag fucking tournament, night two, kind of. It's like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but whatever. We're not going to nitpick here. So we're taking on, I think, Massage Force, but who knows? Uh, maybe there's some changes. Who knows? You never, know, you never quite know with independent wrestling where changes may happen so cam let's get into you for a second and uh, we don't have to delve too deep into your whole story because quite frankly uh, this is a family podcast not really but <laughs> i just don't want any weird stuff on here so we won't delve too deep um but you know outside of wrestling you know you're probably most well known for being on the very short-lived television program reality television program american grit kind of just talk through a little bit as far as like i how did you even find out about it how did how did the application process go and and getting selected just cliff notes version of of that story well i actually was contacted by them uh it came shortly after i applied to uh tough enough and that's where everybody was sending in their videos and videos were being featured on like wwe's social media and, and on their commercials and stuff um I think my Tough Enough video got like, I want to say like 40,000 views. And it was like me acting like an asshole in the mirror, like with the hairspray and like, you know, whole nine yards. Um, and it and it got some, uh, you know, it got some views. You know, I just didn't make it past like that certain step in the process of that because I was on like the, the list and then they had to whittle down the list from um, like the first screening process to like actually getting flown down to the PC. Um, so obviously I never made it that far, but a few months later I get contacted for like this, like, Oh, are you America's strongest? Like, you know, apply here. And it was in my email and I'm like, yeah, why not screw it? So, um, I actually filled it out and then, you know, went to LA and they liked me and the producers liked me. And, uh, that's, that's kind of how I got on it, which was kind of crazy. So it did happen right after tough enough. Um, when I was, man, I was, I was 21 at the time. Yeah. So it feels like a long time ago. It, it really does feel like a long time ago because remember when like you first came back and um, yeah I, I got you know, full disclosure I never watched an episode of it uh, we weren't all that tight at the time and and just uh, yeah yeah not a lot of people watched it so that's why it's uh, <laughs> you're not the only one don't feel bad even even your mom and dad didn't right uh, yeah my my mom would have much rather turned on like Bachelor or like Big Brother you know it was kind of like oh great I got to watch this reality show with my son on it you know. 
See, now that's a show, and we've talked about this off off air. And me and Mike Crockett are big fans of this show. But big, knowing you, Cam, and I, and and some of the people that listen to this podcast will will know you pretty well. Um, I think you would be absolutely perfect for for Big Brother. I think you would do well on it. Um, I I think if you could keep your you know, freakouts in check, I think you could go a really long way into win potentially winning half a million dollars. Like I just think you would be excellent on on Big Brother. And that's not something I'm opposed to. You know, I would just have to actually sit down and watch it. Uh, I've never watched a season from like start to finish. Um, I watched a few episodes when, uh, oh man, I forget the year, but I, I, I did see a few. It was, it was the original episode, uh, the original series, uh, season rather, with um, Mr. Pectacular, you know. Um, oh yeah, Je- Jesse, who's been on like, they bring him back like every single year. But the fact that you have not seen Big Brother doesn't like exclude you from being on because they actually look for people who haven't, that don't really know the game sometimes and then they they give you uh, best seasons to watch so we actually know quite a few people uh, involved with the production of that of that show believe it or not but uh but let's get back to kind of american grid of course american grid for those people that don't remember was hosted by wwe superstar john cena and thinking about that and thinking about you being a guy who's in wrestling wanted to make it in wrestling obviously that had to be attractive to being on this show but did you think in your mind that this could lead to anything bigger or better for you in the world of pro wrestling in a sense of making that connection with John? Oh, of course. I mean, like, oh, man, I was like, at the time I was like 20 years old, you know? So like, you get all these thoughts in your head and like, you think you got it all figured out. Like I, you know, I shouldn't even be talking right now. I'm like just about to be 25 and I'm talking like it's like years and years ago. It wasn't that far ago, but you know, there is a big difference from a kid who's like 20 years old compared to like 25, you know, and just like even looking back right now, like some of the things I would say and think and do, it's just, it's almost like cringeworthy in a way, um, you know, how far like, you know, you develop and mature from, from that age to, you know, in just five years. Um, you know, I think, I think it'd be a completely different game and atmosphere if I was me now compared to me at 20 or 21 you know um but yeah i was like this is it i made it you know and and that like like obviously when you're so young and like you know you just think that you've never had anything like that so you're like oh yeah i made it i'm gonna get all these awesome bookings and i'm gonna make all this money and you know everything's gonna work out for me i i I got this in the bag and you know i had to learn the hard way like nope nope this isn't uh this isn't enough you know I, th- I think your your tale is one that's not uh, all that uncommon when it comes to people going on reality shows. Everybody goes on reality shows with the aspirations of that's going to be their big break in the world of entertainment. And it's really not because there's 18 million reality shows and there's all these different contestants and there's only so many opportunities in the entertainment field. I mean, it's no different than pro wrestling we all get into it with the mindset of we're going to be these big giant stars with national companies and um you know there's only so many of those spots to to go around and it's the entertainment field it's an attractive profession for a lot of different reasons the fame the fortune um but people don't see like the you know us getting up at 4 a.m yesterday to drive to philadelphia Stopping in Rhode Island to pick up uh, the third member of our traveling party yesterday, Mr. Denver, Colorado. Um, you know, and then and then driving on to Philadelphia, wrestling in the afternoon, 
staying in our wrestling boots for like nine and ten hours yesterday, wrestling at night, driving through, you know, awful weather last night. And here we are today now driving to lovely Worcester. And you get to see all these beautiful cities like Philadelphia, Danbury, Connecticut, <laughs> Worcester, Massachusetts. You know, no offense to the citizens of those cities, but not the most uh, beautiful places on earth. No, no, definitely not. And, uh, you know, referring back to like the glamour of it all, like, you know, definitely glad I learned like that lesson very early on, you know, because if you have to learn that when you're older, you know, and you have to be humbled when you're older, it's kind of, it's not as um, impactful, you know, that's why I was glad, like I figured it out real quick when I was 20 that like, okay, you know, this isn't the ticket. This isn't what's gonna make me, you know, this isn't gonna, this isn't my ticket into big fame or anything like that. Um, but I'm very glad I had that experience because uh, ever since then I've, I've looked at things differently and kind of like with, you know, more so like head in, head on my shoulders rather than like head in the clouds, like mentality sort of thing. It's, uh, it's kept me in check and anchored to reality. Um, no offense, no, no pun intended rather. Um, but it, it definitely helped me because now it's, you know, when you apply it to real life, it's, it's, you know, people look at like the, the glamour of everything rather than like behind the scenes, you know? And, uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that. So, um, yeah, again, like you, you probably say it all the time, like perception's reality, you know, and, and people don't realize like the work, you know, that's put in behind the scenes or the extra mile you have to go. And it's definitely, it's definitely not something that's going to fall in your lap, you know? Yeah, I mean, just people don't realize. I mean, obviously the wrestling takes a physical toll, but then when you combine that with you get banged up and you go sit in a in a car or on a plane for you know countless hours and um, what that does to your body too. So yeah, it, it's it's one of those things about there. There's a cost for for everything. So all right, we're gonna get back to this drive, Mike. Uh, I don't want to get pulled over in Connecticut. I know it's your favorite state to travel in. We've had some travel adventures in the state of Connecticut, but uh, I'm gonna turn it back over to you, Mike, for a couple minutes. And, and I got something lined up and, and, and hopefully I can still make it happen today. Hopefully the person that I lined it up with is still a game for it uh, a little later. Kind of extremes we're gonna go from Cam Zagami to the to this next person that I potentially have lined up if I if it does come to fruition. If not, you can feel free to edit this part right off the podcast, Michael. But uh, if it does come to fruition, if I if I can make it happen, this next guest is gonna be very interesting. Probably the most inter- interesting guest we've ever had on the wrestling podcast about nothing. But uh, I'm gonna check out for a moment here, Mike, and uh, when I, when uh, I come back, I'll be magically transported to Worcester, Massachusetts, at the Electric Haze. Thank you, Kingpin. Though I'm not quite sure why you have to make this such a contentious thing. I mean, we agreed to do the episode in this fashion i'm not sure why you're making it like me versus you i mean we started this podcast together and then you went off to record your part i'm recording my part we're both contributing to the podcast not quite sure why you have to make this such a big uh you versus me thing but anyway uh great to hear from cam zagami he is the chikara young lions cup winner for 2018 uh, Brian neglected to mention that, among many other things, in talking to Cam. But Cam is a great talent, and uh, I think we're going to hear more from him a little later on. But if you want to see Cam in action with the Kingpin, they talked about the TFT Night One show, the fact that those guys didn't show up till minutes before the match was going to take place. If you want to actually see the match that came out of that uh, hurried 
conversation calling the match beforehand you can check it out on beyond wrestling's youtube channel they have over 1 million followers on youtube so they put this show out there for free on their channel just go search beyond wrestling on youtube you can find that show tft the tag fucking tournament and see malonis and zagami in action against no new friends that is for free that is up there now for you to view so be sure to go and check that out and we want your feedback here on the wrestling podcast about nothing tweet us at the wpan on twitter with your take on this week's episode your thoughts on being in the car with the kingpin and cam zagami Use the hashtag WPAN. Another way to check in with us, use the voicemail line. Call the number 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. We really appreciate your contributions to the podcast. So call now. Before you forget, pause this podcast and call this number 401-584-9726. Booking the Territory. Let's talk for a second about Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills, Hard Buddy Harper, Doc Turner, two podcasts a week from them on Sundays. It's the Smoky Mountain Show on Thursdays, their flagship show where they're talking about World Championship Wrestling, the old Saturday Night 605 show. MikeMills.Podbean.com is where you can tick, where you can hook up with all the episodes. Check out Booking the Territory, a great old school wrestling show. Another old school show that we approve of is Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. The hosts of that are Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. They're more the northern flavor. They're in Jersey, basically, you know, the WWF stronghold. So they're big on the World Wrestling Federation from back in the day. So check out Our Vantage Point, OVPpodcast.com for all the latest from those guys. Greetings from Allentown with PW. Peter Winson, a very unique take on a wrestling podcast. Just one guy, just PW, talking about a single episode of wrestling television from the 70s, 80s, 90s. He spreads it all the way around, and he brings his own unique sensibilities, if you will, to the wrestling podcast. And is a very good listen. Check out Greetings from Allentown on the Pro Wrestling on the Fade or on his own feed. I prefer his own feeds. Go and uh, subscribe over there. And also subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast because they've got stuff going all week long there. Make sure you check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast feed. Subscribe and enjoy. All right. So Let's shoot here for a second now. <laughs> I am waiting on Brian Malonis' part two. It is a little after 10 p.m. Sunday night. Of course, this goes out bright and early Monday morning, uh, so that is the uh, plan anyway. And I have yet to receive the second uh, installment of Brian Malonis' portion of the wrestling podcast about nothing. I hope to have it very soon so I can get it edited and then I can uh, wrap this whole thing up. So let's go cross your fingers. Hopefully right now, once again to my pal, your pal, the world's pal, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. Well, Mike, it has been a absolutely crazy weekend here of just, all these weird things happening, and so it, I think it's I think it's good sometimes for the fans to hear some of these crazy uh, things that you can encounter on uh, in, in independent wrestling in general and on these shows. Uh, so uh, it's funny I, I had said in uh, my earlier segment um, that I was going to have uh, one. Uh, well, I'll start with the most obvious. Thing. I said I was going to have a guest that was the polar opposite of Cam Zagami when in reality I'm, I'm back here with Cam Zagami we're actually on our ride home after our long weekend 
full disclosure, I was going to have uh, Nick Gage on and come on and talk about um, his crazy death match with David Arquette, but uh, unfortunately, Nick got Nick got hurt over the weekend. Um, was very late to the show and and just not feeling up for uh you, you know and and he 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 full disclosure he was willing to do it um but you know dude's hurt um so you know speedy recovery to nick and talk to him and set it up and he'll be a future guest on this podcast for sure so you had that going on you had um mjf maxwell jacob friedman breaking his arm and having to shuffle the card uh everybody was late to the show because all of us were coming up from the jersey philly area and there was crazy traffic and just all these insane scenarios so you're kind of left with this situation for beyond where they just had to absolutely scramble to even put together a card. So I'd mentioned here, and uh, I'll bring in Cam in one second here, but I'd mentioned earlier that we were going to be wrestling Massage Envy, or Massage, Massage Force. Uh, well, that didn't happen. Uh, because of some of the shuffling that had to get done on the card, we actually wrestled a team by the name of the Hooligans. Um, so, Cam, I'll, I'll let you kind of take over here for a second and talk about kind of when we found out like what what point were we at you know it's funny because i was really looking forward to wrestle with massage force uh me and ag have wrestled massage envy as their former name was uh in the past and it was enjoyable i really liked uh having the chance and the opportunity to wrestle them so i know that with you malonis uh we could have had some fun with them and I was I, I knew what they're capable of and what they do and we were getting pretty ramped up into the match and uh, we were getting pretty excited for it uh, and that's when that's when Drew Cordero came down and kind of put the kibosh to it and uh, switched up the match yeah it's crazy so we were we were full-fledged and again it's the sometimes in wrestling things happen you gotta you gotta switch on the fly you gotta improvise um you know this is probably approaching 2 30 show starting at three o'clock um and we you know we were putting the finishing touches on you know what we thought was going to be a barn burner of a match and uh we got thrown the curveball and now we're wrestling the hooligans so we got to kind of start from square one because you know for fans that aren't familiar with massage force and, and the hooligans massage force these two guys in really good shape who um you know they can really wrestle and they're athletic and uh they have a funny gimmick when it comes to you know um, giving massages in the ring or they're using baby oil to like slide off of opponents backs really cool act really really entertaining and then the hooligans are like these two guys who like these hillbilly guys who wear overalls and are barefoot and are just you know very unkempt as uh, my good friend cam here would say so it's not like it's not like we could just plug in one for the other yeah as far as just calling a match and and again like we spoke about this earlier just i i mean you know i'm not gonna lie i i've never seen these guys wrestle live i've never seen them wrestle on tape so a lot of the things they were calling again like the night before you know we wrestled these guys from nebraska and then tonight we're wrestling these guys from missouri it's like you don't know how they're trained you don't know where they come from they don't you don't know how they wrestle and uh uh, again, this was something that was just sprung on us, so it's like we couldn't even see what 
these guys do and what they're capable of and how much you can trust them. And that's the scary thing in wrestling is not being able to trust the other guy, especially when there's, you know, a move that could have some serious impact on you. Yeah, exactly. And again, I mean, <laughs> we're in slightly different scenarios because of our size differences. Uh, <laughs> nobody's picking me up. No, nobody's throwing me around without me letting them do it. And even then, it's going to be a challenge. So, yeah. So, I, I, I will say it was really cool to wrestle some different guys from different areas. And um, so that part was cool. And we had a really fun match. We had a really fun match with the hooligans. Um, you know, different sort of match, uh, a little bit more wild. And, and their gimmicks are really crazy. So we did a lot of fun character stuff. And, but just, you know, for, for the fans at home, just just to see, like, how crazy, you know, just sometimes travel on the individuals can be and scenarios on the individuals. But also then when you have a rash of injuries and the shifting of, of cards and flights are getting in late and, uh, you know, poor poor D.C., poor, poor Denver, Colorado, Drew Cordero uh, having to scramble to make sure he still put on this great show for the fans because... Uh, you know the fans still showed up. I mean, it was a packed house in in Worcester, and which is kind of beyond home um, in the New England area. So, um, really, you know, capping off a, a really a really long and exhausting weekend. Where we are exhausted, um, you know, uh, I'm ready to fall asleep. Um, but really fun weekend, but a crazy weekend. So I'm glad we got to, to do this, Mike. I'm glad we decided to do this again this weekend because there was a lot of crazy things that sort of happened that, um, I think, I think where we can give that perspective, um, uh, that really other podcasts sometimes can't because they're not in the business. Although not that you're in the business anymore. Uh, so, but we're, uh, we're, like I said, we are on our way home. We are wrapping up, Mike. I wanted to touch base one more time. Um, so, you know, that way you could, not have to talk to yourself for the entire podcast but uh cam before before we go why don't you uh tell uh, the listeners of the wrestling podcast about nothing where they can find you on social media and then where they can see you live coming up uh you know in the next month or so well you can find me on social media both instagram and twitter are at cam zagami uh not very active on facebook more active on instagram and uh twitter so if you want to follow me there you can follow me again at cam zagami um, and within the next month, uh, you can expect to see me at, huh, you know what? Oh, wait, you don't, you don't know your own bookings? I, I, I would have to take a look at my calendar because right off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, but you know, you never know where I'm going to show up. How about chaotic? Are you, are you at chaotic wrestling on December 7th? Oof. Oof. Um, I, I don't know. I guess management would have to reach out to me and uh, confirm. But uh, as of right now, no, I'm not. Well, Brian Fury is a regular contributor to the wrestling podcast about nothing. But I, I would say I'd put in a good word for you. But uh, I think we're on the same booking schedule sometimes with Chaotix. So. <laughs> um, but anyways, Cam, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for uh, me springing this on you twice on car rides uh, and being such a good sport about it. And uh, it's been a, it's been a fun weekend. I always enjoy teaming with you. I think we got something good uh, good going here. Hopefully, we'll get more opportunity in in Beyond Wrestling and other places. And uh, hey, if you want to book uh, the Kingpin and Cam Zagami together, you like what we do, reach out brianmalonez.comcast.net for uh, and sort of slide right into those DMs. Uh, thanks, Cam. Thank you, Brian, and I completely agree with what you said, and uh, thank you so much for the support. 
And uh, unlike Cam, I do know my bookings for the next month because I, I am hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying my trade as a professional wrestler, and I got dates. Mike, I, I think I do that better than you do at this point. But uh, I really only have, have three dates the rest of the year, uh, and one of them is an if. Um, I will potentially be at uh, Final Battle December 14th in New York City, Ring of Honor's Final Battle, the biggest paper view of the year. Uh, there's potential I'll be in the house, uh, so we'll see what happens there, but either way, you know, fans, I, I believe there is some limited tickets still available, uh, but also going to be available on the Honor Club app, as well as traditional pay-per-view. The very next day, I'll be heading to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for Ring of Honor's international TV taping at the 2300 Arena. That's right, Ring of Honor is back in Philadelphia. Uh, really, I, almost like the de facto home these days for Ring of Honor. I think this is the third taping we've done there in the last couple months, but always love going to to Philly and doing our thing. Uh, So go to ROHWrestling.com for ticket and card information on those two big cards coming up in a couple weeks. And then I finish off my year with Northeast Wrestling in Bethany, Connecticut against Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Finally it happens. Ligurski and Malonis in Northeast Wrestling. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Find Northeast Wrestling on all your social media platforms and outlets. And I believe NortheastWrestling.com for ticket information. All right, Mike, I got to let Cam out of the car. I'm holding him hostage here. We're at his car. I want to go home. I want to go to bed. Cam wants to go home and go to bed. So you're going to have to finish this thing on your own. But uh, hey, do your thing, buddy. All right, Malonis, thank you. And a little confession to make here. Uh, uh, Last segment, I talked about how I hadn't received Brian's audio at 10 p.m. And as it turns out, it was in my inbox at 8.30, and I just hadn't checked. Uh, last time, he sent me a text and let me know that it was there. This time, I didn't get anything, so I just figured it wasn't there. Uh, so, my fault. I could have had this done a little earlier. It is now uh, 11.20 p.m. Sunday night. And let me just set the scene here. I am currently sitting in the uh, driver's seat of my car. <laughs> uh, parked on a side street as I finish recording the audio because all is quiet in my home and I do not want to wake up the baby. So I uh, decided to come out here to the car. It's cold. Not as cold as it's been this week, but it is cold. And I am uh, doing what I got to do to get the podcast out to you people. Also, I want to say that this episode is probably going to be a little short this week. Uh, not only because I'm... Uh, Getting a little chilly just as I sit here, but because, as Brian Malonis mentioned, he was unable to get his interview that he promised, if you heard the earlier segment, with Nick Gage. So we're running a little short in terms of audio content, but I hope you really enjoyed being in the car with Kingpin and Cam. A lot of insight there on the wild weekend for not so much Chikara, but beyond wrestling uh, last night and uh, Saturday night, I should say, and Sunday afternoon into the evening. So a lot going on there, and uh, hopefully we'll get Nick Gage on in the future. Would have been a great get, Brian. Uh, It would have been very timely to have someone like Nick Gage on this podcast right after, the week after, the whole thing with David Arquette. But, you know, okay, the guy's injured. I understand not wanting to approach a guy as he is nursing an injury and uh, ask him to fulfill his uh, 
verbal commitment to do the podcast. So I understand that, and we will get him back in the very near future. Could have got him Saturday night, though, Brian, but, you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, thank you very much, Brian Malonis. Thank you very much to Cam Zagami. He is at Cam Zagami on all social media, and uh, support Cam, support, I guess support Brian. He's uh, already done his plugs. He's already talked about where he's going to be. So, uh Primonos at Comcast.net to get the kingpin on your shows in 2019. So it is time for this week's promo about nothing. And the year is 1988. And we are going to a little-known promotion called Southern Championship Wrestling. And this is a gentleman you might remember from the old NWA slash WCW around this time period. I guess he had probably just left he would see him doing a, a number of enhancement matches he could a win every once in a while but for the most part he was a guy that was putting people over his name is ranger ross let's take a listen to ranger ross talking about his good friend mr wrestling number two in this week's promo about nothing at the WrestleFly 88, I'm with Ranger Ross. After the brutal attack on Wrestling 2, Ranger, I know you've been in the dressing room. Tell me what everybody wants to know. How is Mr. Wrestling number two? Well, you know, that's a good question, Rick. Uh, I don't know the extent of Wrestling 2's injury. You know, I, I've i been out in hostile environments and, and I fought in combat and, and I ain't never seen nothing like this. And, and it really saddens me right now because Wrestling 2 is a good friend of mine, and you can see I'm kind of shaking a little bit, Rick. I'm, I'm a little nervous because I don't know. I really don't know how man, how bad the man's hurt. And, and as you can see through what, what's left of Mr. Wrestling Number 2, this shirt is just drenched in blood. This is Mr. Wrestling 2's blood. Now, Mr. Wrestling Number 2 took me under his wing a long time ago. And he told me that a lot of things in professional wrestling ain't pretty. This is not pretty at all. Buck Rodley, I don't have to come out here and talk to Mr. Wrestling Number 2. And I, and I feel kind of bad right now coming out talking for Mr. Wrestling Number 2, but he's unable to from what you've done. Let me put it to you like this. Buck Rodley, for some of you people don't know, has been kicked out of every major wrestling organization in the United States and countries abroad. Now how he slipped through the security of Southern Championship Wrestling and get a wrestling license here is beyond me. I'm not going to hold Southern Championship Wrestling responsible for this. Buck Robles, you're responsible for this. This is blood, man. And you remember, you drew first blood. And I know Mr. Wrestling number two. Any situation, I know he'll crawl up. And he will avenge himself. I don't need to avenge Mr. Wrestling number two. Because let me tell you something, Buck. You drew first blood. Y'all have to excuse me. I'm, I'm a little shook up about this. Because I don't know how bad Mr. Wrestling number two is hurt. He may have to go get some stitches in his upper torso. But Buck Rogan, when he finished with you, you're going to have to go get some in your... And you're you going to have to go get some in the old. I thank you for coming out, brother. And thank you for speaking for both our friends, Mr. Wrestling Number 2. Uh, the interview were there. Rick Stewart mercifully ending this promo. How is Mr. Wrestling Number 2? The announcer asks. 
Well, that's a good question, says Ranger Ross, but he doesn't appear to have a good answer. He holds up this bloody shirt, which is what Mr. Wrestling Number 2 was wearing when this nasty Buck Robley attacked him, and we don't know the extent of his injuries. Ranger Ross doesn't anyway, and Ranger Ross says that he's fought in combat, and he's never seen anything like this. Where was this guy... (laughs) Where did this guy see action, Tulsa? You can't. You haven't seen anything worse than a little blood, a little iodine dribbled onto a white dress shirt. You haven't seen anything like this in combat. It goes to show you, you know how much Ranger Ross saw out there in combat. Mister Wrestling Number Two, I have determined, definitely one hundred percent needs a nickname. How many times in this promo does he say Mister Wrestling Number Two? It just takes way too long to say. I think you know. Doesn't they just call him Two? occasionally you know wrestling two but mr wrestling number two every single time mr wrestling number two it just takes too long to get through this it's this promo is uh, could have been a minute shorter if he just came up with some sort of shorthand for mr wrestling number two and they're talking about buck robley at one point he goes buck robley it sounds like he says fuck robley it's he could have it could have been I mean, I guess they didn't really know the difference. It got out there on the air. Who cares? Uh, and Ranger Ross says that Mr. Wrestling Number 2 might need stitches in his upper torso. So I guess that's the extent of his injuries. <laughs> Just a little cut on his upper torso. He might need stitches. That's seems like a little boo-boo. You know, I don't really think uh, it's really necessary to be out for any length of time for a little cut on your... Well, he points to his chest, his upper torso. Yeah, I guess his torso, upper chest. And he ends the promo. He's got stitches in his upper torso, and he's going to put stitches in your, uh, in your, I guess he's going to say in your ass. Uh, he's going to, like, cut his ass. I don't know exactly where he's going, but they, I think Rick Stewart there, the announcer, missed his spot. He had to say it twice before Stewart jumps in and, and cuts him off, but... Uh, apparently there's going to be I mean, last week we talked about road warrior hawk anally invading rick flair <laughs> i think this time uh the same thing is going to happen from mr wrestling 2 to buck robley so he was gonna have to get his asshole stitched up after this whole thing so good luck to mr robley mr wrestling 2 is coming for you and you've heard this promo about nothing If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. And apologies once again for this episode being a little shorter than normal. Uh, You know, uh, the world of professional wrestling, you never know what to expect. So uh, thank you very much. We'll be back next week, Malonis and myself, hopefully in the same room, hopefully in the same room, hopefully talking about something uh, from the past, something from the present of the world of professional wrestling. I hope to have you along as well. I got to get back in the house. I am freezing my nads off. We'll be back right here next Monday for episode 137 of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Till then, he is the kingpin, Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett from the car. Big ups to Mako, and thanks for nothing.